And I don't think we should spend our life trying to conform to a specific career. I think that we need to transform something that, like I said earlier, allows us to really feel like, hey, this is who I am and this is what I was created to do. Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Linda Stone is the Chief Operating Officer at Good Grit Agency. She has over 30 years of experience in organizational development of sustainable structures and systems. If you're ever lucky enough to be invited into Linda's home, you'll find a collection of coffee mugs representing all the places she's traveled. She's an expert in people development and identifying skill sets in others that will create maximum impact. She is a solution-oriented thinker, leading her team and clients in collaboration that produces clarity and creates a raise-the-bar mindset. Linda has been married for 31 years to her high school sweetheart, Mike. They have three daughters and have grown their family with two son-in-laws and three grandsons. Please help me welcome Linda to the podcast. Well, hello. I'm so excited to be joined by Linda this week. We have so much to cover. She is such a joy and treat to get to talk with. And I know you are absolutely going to love hearing from her. How are you doing today, Linda? I am amazing. I hope you are as well. Oh, yeah. I am surviving and thriving. So (laughs) speaking of, I'd love for you to kind of tell our friends who are listening along how you were surviving and thriving this week. And while you're thinking through that, I will kick us off. Great question. So how am I surviving this week? Well, for me, it's a Monday, which is always just manic. I feel like I have a to-do list for my to-do list. So I'm just trying to be present and making sure I actually clock out at the proverbial, you know, clock at a decent time tonight to just enjoy this beautiful weather that we're starting to have as fall starting to creep in. And it's like my favorite season. So just trying to really live into that. That's how I'm surviving and then thriving. Well, the podcast is officially launched for season three. So just really loving all of the great feedback we've received so far and just really having fun giving out these branded gift boxes right now. So that's really been fun for me. And also just slowly making our house a home. We moved to Mobile about a year ago. So I feel like we're finally like living in our home. I know that sounds crazy after a year, but it does take that long, at least for me to unbox all of the things. So that's how I'm surviving and thriving. What about you, Linda? And you're doing a great job. You know, I am so far along in age that I'm just mostly thriving. But I think a surviving thing for me today is every Sunday for years, because I've got grown children, we have family night on Sundays. And so last night we carved pumpkins with tiny little humans and it was crazy town. And so I'm a little tired today. (laughs) 
And I'm thriving because every Sunday is family night and it was pumpkin carving night, but I got to spend so much time with my kids and grandkids. And so that always leaves my cup full. So I have the same surviving and thriving moment. <laughs> I love that. Gotta love sweet, like special family memories like that with the little ones. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So let's just jump in. So please give our friends a glimpse into your past and just your journey to becoming a chief operating officer at Good Grid Agency. Yeah. And thank you so much, of course, for the invitation to be on your podcast. Absolutely. Um, it is such an honor. Anytime you can have women together and you can articulate your own journey, it's it's just a real genuine honor. And so I'm hoping that um, this audience reaches and just inspires ladies. But for my journey, of course, I have been, I'll be 50 next year, so I'm 49. And so I have been um, in a several different careers starting at age 18. So I mean, from banking, customer service to real estate, title work, a stay-at-home mom for a little while, outside sales, back into banking. And so I've just really lived a lot of career and stayed at places for several years. Most recently, though, I think but the window of opportunity, because the older you get, the more you think about what you're doing. Maybe that's just for me, you become a little more intentional on purpose because when somebody tells you that life is short, you start realizing, yeah, life is actually short. And so I had a really rare opportunity, I guess honor would be really more of the words to use, but I had a real opportunity to help some friends open up a church from the ground up. And I think what I realized during that time is how much I value helping people and not just helping them accomplish their dreams, but helping them to strategize around it and see it all the way through. It turns out in every organization, there is vision and you've got to have somebody who can take the big vision and put it into bite-sized pieces and help to articulate it because the vision and the mission of an organization has to happen through support. So I kind of realized that trajectory over my life from looking back at all of the different career paths and then I also was doing a lot of one-to-one coaching personally and a lot of business coaching. And that's how I actually met Laura, the CEO of Good Grit, and was doing some coaching in her organization. And she invited me to come on board. And so that's how I went from customer service rep at a bank, managing, and then to a COO. So yeah. it was basically my unofficial title at every place I've been. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I think it takes a special mind and person to be able to wrap their brain around all the things and still make it easier for everyone else to do their best work. And that takes a very like talented individual like yourself to be able to pull that off because that's not an easy role. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So what strategies or approaches have you found most effective in your role as COO, whether it be your official title or unofficial title throughout your, your journey? Yeah, and I think that's really important because all these people exist inside of the organization if they're in the C-suite or not. But I would say that the CEO has the vision and somebody has to carry the vision. You know, we've, we've joked around at previous jobs and even here, if somebody wasn't dreaming, the COO a lot of times would have systems and processes in place, but there would be no vision to push through. And so I think it's so important to have all of the pieces of the puzzle I think the CEO has the vision, but the people in the organization are the experts. And that's where the COO comes in. 
I think that you've got to stay in really close contact with the team members that are getting things done. So at the strategy for me is understanding that I've got a responsibility to hear what's being said and then uncover what's not being said and then create a clear pathway with systems and processes so that meaningful work can be done. And the, to me, the most successful CEO, COOs are the ones that care about the people, not the work, but because they care about the people, the work gets done. Well said. Absolutely. I'm here for it. And something that you just said really just like, I don't know, it struck a chord with me. It's the things that are unsaid. Yeah. From your perspective, how do you get to that root cause or the things that are not being said to really understand how to best care for those employees on the other side of the call or across the table from you? Yeah. And I think depending on the number of employees that you have in your organization, a lot of that comes with layers. Everybody should have direct contact with somebody in your organization. So I think when you're creating organizations of any size, there should be one-to-one opportunities because as the, as the chief operating officers, you have to know where the weeds are, but you can't get in them. And so by creating one-to-one feedback moments, opportunities, connecting with your team members on a regular basis. But as long as you're setting up your organization where everybody has a direct report, then you get to hear things that aren't being said because from there, you're understanding and identifying patterns, stresses, is what is the ebb and flow of the organization. And so you hear the things that are not being said by the stresses or celebrations that you're hearing around different systems or around work or even what's going on inside of their home. Sometimes what work performance can't be addressed until you understand what's happening behind the scenes. And so that's why I answered it with one-on-ones is how you hear what's not being said. Yeah, I love that. And then, you know, just breaking down silos and really getting to know people and in your experience, what is kind of the way to really break down those silos and build that trust? through that one-to-one relationship? I think you have to be the most authentic version of yourself because people can spot a fake, right? And so I think you have to be very comfortable in your own skin and be very authentic as a manager or boss or C-suite, whatever you want to call it. I don't think you can be completely transparent. I think that there's some boundaries that have to be set. Like you want to be authentic, but they don't need to know everything about you. You need to know everything about them. And so you've got to treat people like they're people. And the way you break it down is, you know, Stephen Covey wrote a book, Leading at the Speed of Trust. And so you've got to be some, I always tell my children, I, I commit to you to be a mom worth following. And I feel the same way about leadership in an organization. If you can commit to be somebody worth following, You should do really good at breaking down barriers inside of your organization because you're leading with intentionality and you're leading with love. Love does not bless people's heart. It calls them to more. Oh, love that. Okay. I'm taking notes. That's great. (laughs) So through your career, what has been your biggest career lesson? Like you walked away and you're like, wow, okay. I, maybe I was in the right, maybe I was in the wrong. I learned a lot along the way because I'm a big believer in failing forward. I have plenty of episodes about this because I'm not perfect, but uh, what has kind of been your biggest takeaways or lessons over the years? That's a great question. 
I may answer it just a little bit differently than you have uh, positioned it, but I would say that the biggest lesson in my career is that we are created and we find careers. We're not looking at careers and then we create or become that person to be a part of it. So my biggest career lesson is that careers are created for us and not the other way around. I think it's a waste of our life to try to fit ourselves into a job role that doesn't stretch us or challenge us or call us to more. And I've spent a lot of time in my life trying to fit into a role and make it a career. You know, banking would be a great example. I started off answering phones and then moved from division to division until I became a vice president at a local bank here in Alabama. But banking at the time was transitioning. And even though I understand that people matter, people matter differently to me than the organization would allow. And so it would have been a mistake if I had stayed in that career. I had to find a career that was more suited for me. So I think we need to live with our hands open. And I don't think we should spend our life trying to conform to a specific career. I think that we need to transform something that, like I said earlier, allows us to really feel like, hey, this is who I am and this is what I was created to do. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to elevate your morning routine? Well, look no further than the Bava Java Coffee Variety Box. Inside this box, you will find an assortment of hand-selected specialty coffee beans from different regions, carefully chosen for their flavor notes and profiles. From the bold and robust to the smooth and mellow, every sip delivers a taste that will leave you craving more. So, whether you're an espresso connoisseur, a latte lover, a coffee enthusiast, or just trying to jumpstart your morning, Bava Java Coffee has something for you. This variety box provides a month's worth of coffee. It also makes for the perfect gift for that person in your life who is hard to buy for this holiday season. Ready to elevate your coffee experience? Head over to bavajavacoffee.com and use the code SK20 for an exclusive 20% off your variety box. What do you feel like it took for you to kind of get to the next level professionally in your banking days or otherwise? Like, what do you feel like was you were able to set yourself apart in a way that was like, okay, I'm ready for this next challenge? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if I know what set me apart. I would probably have to ask the people that transitioned me from one place to the other. But I think identifying with who I am and knowing asking myself really good questions like, who am I? Why am I doing this? And so I've just always been a learner. And so I think that I'm not sure what has set me apart. I think I just love people and I want them to know that. And I think when you put your focus on people, they start to believe in you and they don't mind teaching you or mentoring you. Have you heard about, you know, I'll take a teachable person over talent because then I can teach them to be talented. So I would I would be making an assumption. I'm not sure what set me apart, but I've just always loved people and tried to learn and honor the people around me, whether it was up, um, beside, or below. There's always something we can learn. Absolutely. And what are some of the biggest challenges you feel like ladies face in the workforce when it comes to those career transitions? Because you mentioned not being like on the one track, leaving it open to 
how you can best, I think, pursue what fits with yourself. What's that big challenge you think, and how can women overcome those career transitions? So I guess I've made a recent career transition. And so I always, I try to be really careful not to answer on behalf of other women. So my answers are from me, like my own experiences, because I don't want to put any pressure on women. They already feel so much. But for me, I made a recent career change and I made my decision and wish that I had done this earlier in my life. So you're really, really young. So you start doing this if you want to. But I think I started making decisions based on the impact. Transition, sometimes depending on where you are in your life, feel like it has to be financial or career focused or how do I climb the ladder or what will this season of my life allow me to do? But I started making my transitions and I think it's a good exercise for us based on what is the impact? If I get to the end of my life, what is the story that has been written? And so I think that our career transitions, they have to be thought about based on experiences. What kind of experiences do I want to be having in my life? Family, career, financial, it doesn't matter. And then how will I have to grow to get there? And then what are the contributions that I'll make in return? So I think we have to think about it, play it, play the transition before you make it all the way out. And I think that that could be a really helpful tool. And how can our listeners proactively manage their careers and stay relevant in a rapidly evolving job market? I mean, yeah. being in the marketing world, I, I feel like you're on to the next trend and then the next thing, it never ends. So what are kind of some tangible things that we can be doing to stay relevant? I think one thing I would tell you is to stay good at the basics. The basics don't change. The way you show up, your posture, um, what you put into something. I think health is incredibly important. We should not do things at the expense of our health. It's just, we want to be able to live a good, long, healthy life. But the big thing is, I think, just keep a posture of learning. Don't be quick to change. Be quick to learn and ask yourself, how does this fit? I think we are in your generation, um, my girls' generation. They're learners already, but they, they want to change so fast. And so I think we need to keep ourselves open to a posture of learning, keep the basics in place, and then find leaders that you can learn from and ask them all the same questions. Great advice. All right. I wanted to stop by and pop in, I guess, to the podcast and give official congratulations to our recent giveaway winner, Caroline Compton. Thank you so much for participating in our recent giveaway. She just won a branded box. You've probably seen those if you've been following along on Instagram. And so congratulations to you. One I promise is coming in the mail this week, hopefully. So stay tuned for that, Caroline. But also just wanted to say thank you to everyone else who participated in the giveaway. There will be more where that came from, probably one each quarter that we'll sprinkle in. So stay tuned for even more fun merch and swag coming your way. Also, I wanted to remind you that there is a membership that's exclusive content that drops daily on our Patreon membership. It's $5 a month. And what you're getting is unlimited resources for one. Secondly, you're getting new information before anyone else, even before our followers on Instagram. 
or our podcast listeners. So you're getting a lot of sneak peeks and great launches before anyone else, including some pre-sale stuff that's coming up. So stay tuned for those who are on the membership. You're going to get to shop sales and merch before anyone else. Another third reason why you should be on this membership is you get bonus episodes. That's right. So everyone loves a good extra episode and it's exclusive content just for you. The first bonus episode drops this month on our Patreon membership. That's just $5 a month. I will be sharing more information about what episodes will be appearing there that are going to be exclusive to that group. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link in the show notes. Enjoy the rest of the episode. So switching gears, what is the worst piece of advice that you've ever received? And what did you do with that advice? Like that's, this is one of my favorites. I mean, I've got a few favorite questions, but this is one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm going to combine this with just literally how I manage my personal and professional life too. Like, I think I'm just going to kind of go like, just, I understand what people mean when they say this. I do. And I think the worst piece of advice, though, that I've ever received is balance, lived balanced. So in my mind, what that what they're saying to me is, is I should be given equal portions of my time to all kinds of things. You'll be fine if you just live a balanced life. I just I don't think I understand how that's possible. Because sometimes your kids need more time than work needs. And sometimes work needs more time. So I think that the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten is you just need to live a balanced life because my life is not a pie chart. Of course, I mean, no disrespect if anybody on the show has given that advice. But I think that what I, what I learned is that I need to take that advice and just live one day at a time. I think that we need to live whole lives. I think we need to live an experience life. I think we need to live in the moment. And if we're focused on living a balanced life, I think that we remove the present because there's so much pressure to do everything right. Career, home, marriage, finances. And so I think the worst piece of advice is for me, is you just need to live a balanced life. And I'm like, I don't, I can't live a balanced life, but I can try to live a balanced life today. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I'm over here like, oh, I'm sweating because this is me trying to fit my life into a pie chart right now. So <laughs> relating. it doesn't work. I'll go ahead and say. You're not math. Don't do it. I've been trying to do that for years and it just, I'm telling you, it's not working. But uh, that's good advice for people who are trying to kind of push that. I think agenda, I don't really think there is a balance, but you as a leader, how do you create a culture of acceptance when it comes to living a balanced life? Because, you know, you do have deadlines, you do have expectations. How do you create a culture by design and not by default? Well, I think you have to know what you want. Like, what do you value? What's your personal culture? Um, I think a lot of times we let people add pressure to us and we lose our voice in the meantime. And so if if I'm going to succumb to pressure, then I can't it's going to be to everybody's pressure. But one of the things that I know that God created me for was to help women, help people really find their voice and use it. 
And so thinking for ourselves, we need, we've lost the art of thinking for ourselves in so many ways. We have given other people the power of our choice. And so we're living from behind or we're living from opinion. If we're going to live the, the best version of our lives, if we're going to live, we need to understand the culture that we're going to create for ourselves. We can't feel pressure. We need a plan, but we need to think for ourselves. We need to understand. We need to listen to our own voice. How many times have you put a real primary need? How many times have you put off going to the dentist? How many times have you rescheduled your doctor's appointments? It didn't feel important. How many times if I don't make it to the gym today, it'll be okay. But you know, in the back of your mind, you need to straighten your diet up. You've got to go to the dentist before your cavity is a root canal. You need to go to the doctor and get good checkups. And so I think that is you need to find your voice and you need to use it. And you need to do that unapologetically because you, you should have some really great, strong leaders in your life that can make sure if you're getting off track, they can put you back on it. Oh, great, great nuggets here. You're so wise. I love it, Linda. Like, I'm just like taking notes. I'm like, I've got to go to that dentist appointment. <laughs> Reminder. Oh, <laughs> um, well, last question. And it's absolutely my favorite question because there's not a right or wrong answer to this and everyone has a different answer to it. But how do you define success for yourself? Yeah. And I do want to say thank you again so much for having me today. And that's such a good question, strong question to end with. But the way that I define success is I wake up full and I go to bed empty. It doesn't really have to do with career or parenting or being a wife or because how can you, you would have to define success for each category. And then you could find yourself having to compete with internal personalities how can I be successful today if success is marriage one way, parenting one way, friendship one way? So for me, defining success is waking up full and going to bed empty. What can I pour out today? What can I? So when I lay my head down at night, I know that I've done everything that God's called me to do. Beautifully said. Thank you, Linda, so much for joining us today. I mean, this has been one of my favorite episodes so far. Just so wise and appreciate your time. And before we head out, I would love for you to share with our listeners your shameless plug. How can they find you? So, of course, Linda Stone Coaching on Instagram. I'll be there. And then I'm also a part of the Good Grit Agency. So it's storytelling marketing, but we also do a lot of business consulting, helping businesses find their voice and use it too. So they can find me on the website or on my Instagram or somewhere with a grandchild. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.